0: You're listening to Unromantic Failure, episode 4 of season 2 of Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Musings of an Introverted Black Boy is a weekly short form podcast series dedicated to exploring themes of love, identity, politics, race, social justice, and the 21st century coming of age experience. New episodes will be released every Sunday and each one will more or less focus on one of these topics. Now I should be honest with you there are no other co-hosts there are no special guests lined up for the weeks to come this is a very intimate podcast it's just me and you but through each week's episode, it is my hope that we together can begin to uncover and embrace the common truths that lie at the heart of our individual experiences. So, I hope you join in. Hello everyone, welcome back. Fall is officially upon us, and I could not be more excited. I love fall, so this is my season. All of you who love summer, I'm sorry for your loss. And all of us who love winter, this is our time. Last episode, we talked about how hard it can be to stay connected in a world that seems to be highly connected. Because social media and texting and technology often allow us to avoid the uncomfortable, frustrating aspects of human interaction, we can find ourselves... Retreating to those things and methods of communication connection over the messiness that is in-person, direct human interactions. But in spite of the difficulty of it all, we must, we should embrace and lean into that messiness, for there is so much beauty and growth that comes out of it. If you haven't checked that episode out, I encourage you to do so, and remember that you can listen and subscribe to this series on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public, and now Stitcher. You have a whole host of options, so there is really no excuse for you not to tune in. For today's episode, I wanted to share a little bit more about my writing journey, and more specifically, the lesson it taught me or reminded me of about failure. Some of you may not know my story, so for those of you who don't, I'm just going to share a little bit so we can all be on the same page. I've wanted to write a book for the longest time. It's funny because I never really considered myself a writer, and yet somehow I've always dreamed of being a published author. It started around seventh grade, I think. I convinced myself that I was qualified to write an inspirational advice book. I hadn't even made it to 13 yet, but I didn't care. I was going to write that book. I don't remember what exactly happened, but I never did, knowing me I probably lost interest in it after a couple weeks. Several years later though, I revisited this dream. This time I had a title, Letters to a Young Traveler, Lessons on Love, Identity, and Peculiar Notions of Everyday Existence. I was so excited. I had such big plans for it, multiple literary agent offers, the New York Times bestseller list, 5 million copies sold. As you know, none of that happened. After receiving tough criticism at a book reading party, going through rounds of edits, and reaching out to 50 agents over the course of several months, I finally walked away from it. The book just wasn't what it needed to be, and I wasn't what I needed to be for it. Walking away from that book project was hard. The grief was slow-burning. It didn't happen all at once. Each rejection brought with it a fresh little wave of disappointment. But I made it out okay in the end. Fast forward to this past holiday season, though, I had a text conversation with a friend. He asked me about the book. I told him I had retired the project. But he encouraged me to keep going and keep working at it. So I told him I would come back to it when the time felt right. I didn't think much of it. Shortly after that conversation ended, though, I was actually prompted to start working on a different project, Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. I didn't think it would have much commercial value to literary agents, so I thought I might try self-publishing this time around. I worked on the project a bit during the winter break, but I had to set it aside in the end once the semester began, and I essentially forgot about it. On May 7th, I received an email from a literary agent I had contacted back in December 2016 for my first book. She had stumbled upon my email while looking for something else. I could not believe it. The agent offered to look at my manuscript and book proposal for letters to a young traveler, but I had long retired that project, so I shared timestamp with her, not expecting too much. After all, I didn't have a book proposal. No query letter had been drafted. I hadn't even looked at it in months. But I had nothing to lose, so why not? Long story short, if it's even short at this point, she read the manuscript and she loved it. And less than two weeks, two weeks after the first email, she offered me representation. Over the course of the next few weeks, we worked on a book proposal for the manuscript, and before I knew it, she had submitted the project to a number of publishers. I didn't necessarily know what to expect. Publishing is a fickle business, so you never really know what to expect. After receiving a slew of rejections and passes for various reasons, we finally got a yes. And a couple of weeks ago, the book was acquired by Post Hill Press, an independent publisher distributed through Simon & Schuster. If all goes according to plan in a little under a year time stamp musings of an introverted black boy will be available in print, ebook and audio all around the world. And I guess we'll see what happens then. By the grace of God, this is my story. And as I tell you all this narrative about this the past couple years of my life, particularly as it relates to writing it may strike you as this triumphant story of what happens when you don't give up on your dreams and you keep going despite the obstacles. In many ways i think that's true this journey has most definitely reminded me of the power of not giving up on your dreams there's no doubt about that but i will say that the one striking lesson this experience has taught me is a lesson about failure i think that when we achieve any type of ex- success we can sometimes view our journey through 2020 hindsight glasses all the obstacles we had to overcome don't seem as massive and as draining as they once were All the failures we had don't sting as badly as they used to. All the insecurities we faced don't seem as big. Success has a way of making everything sweeter, and that's to be expected. When you win, all the mistakes and trials you had along the way don't matter as much. But the thing we have to be careful about is over-romanticizing our failures. When successful people give advice, they often talk about how failure made them better and shaped them into who they are, as they should. Failure does that, there's no doubt about that. But when giving this type of advice, there is a danger of making failure seem better than it actually is. Failure sucks. It hurts. It's draining. It doesn't feel good at all. And when you're in the middle of failure, the emotions and feelings you have can be so intense. In my case, I was fortunate enough to get my rejections in waves, they didn't all come at once. So I was able to process them as they came. Like I said, I was able to slowly grieve the death of my project. Had the rejections all came at once, I don't know what I would have done. Because even the way that I experienced failure still sucked. It wasn't romantic or poetic at all, it just sucked. And I think being allowed to sit with and process my grief was the best thing that I could have done. When we over-romanticize failure, it can sometimes lead us to deny or suppress how much it actually hurts. That's why I think it's so important that when we achieve any type of success and proceed to offer advice to others going through what we went through, we should never oversimplify or downplay the failure. We should let ourselves go back to those moments when we experienced it and remind ourselves how much it actually hurt. And then we should let people know that it's okay to feel bad. In fact, we should encourage people to sit with and process their grief. Because if they don't, they can find themselves doing things that they would either regret or they're just not adequately prepared to do. When we experience failure, be it a rejection letter, a failed relationship, a lost opportunity, we can, if we're not careful, let our emotions push us to do things we wouldn't do otherwise. A great example of that is a rebound relationship. When people break up, they sometimes start dating someone really quickly to mask or distract themselves from the pain they feel. And those relationships, because they're oftentimes driven more by pain than they are genuine interest, oftentimes don't work out. But giving yourself time to process your pain after failure is important because it allows you to avoid that rebound relationship or that rebound experience after a failure. In episode seven of season one, Are You Ready? I talked about how important I think it is that we recognize when and when we are not ready for our dreams to come true. I think processing failure is a healthy part of that recognition process. When we fail and we rush to do something to mask the pain, be it entering another relationship, applying to another fellowship or internship or writing another book, whatever it is for us, we are at risk of doing something that is A, not interesting to us, or B, we're not actually ready to do. If we're not careful, we can let our unresolved pain be the fuel for an unhealthy drive for success. Because I had time to process the pain of my failure, I was able to realize that I wasn't ready to pursue writing a book at that time. There was so much more I needed to learn and understand, more growing I had to do. Had I rushed into another project, I don't think I would have realized that. At the end of the day, we are all going to experience failure. It's an inevitable part of life. And there will be lessons we can glean from it. It will help shape us. It will help us become better people. But we should never discount the fact that it will hurt and that pain needs to be processed in a healthy, unrushed manner. Some of you listening to me right now may be dealing with some kind of failure, be it at home, in your job, in a relationship, or wherever. I first want you to know that I see you and I get it. Second, please know that you are not a failure because you failed. Third, I want you to know that the pain you feel right now is absolutely valid. Don't try to deny it or explain it away. Embrace it. Let yourself feel it. Think through it. Don't you don't have to rush into the next thing. Just give yourself some time. And lastly, you are going to make it through and be so so much better for it on the other side. This I know without a shadow of a doubt. How do I know, you may ask? Well, something tells me you weren't built to break. So hang in there, my friend. You got this. <laughs> This is Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, hosted by Marcus Granderson. If you're interested in getting updates on the podcast or learning more about my upcoming book, Timestamp, Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, feel free to like my official Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at Marcus Granderson. And please remember that whatever you do in life, do it with love, because love never fails. See you next time.